Welcome everyone to today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. My name is Philip King Lowe, the owner, producer, and host, and I am an autistic adult. Thank you so very much for listening. Today's Autistic Moment is a member of the National Podcast Association. Today's Autistic Moment is always a free-to-listen-to podcast that gives autistic adults access to important information, helps us learn about our barriers, to discover the strengths and tools we already have to use for the work of self-advocacy. Over the last 12 months that I have been hosting today's Autistic Moment, I have come to believe that autistic adults already have the strengths and tools we need to do the work of self-advocacy. It is just a matter of discovering them. That is why I have changed the wording of my slogan. It is my hope that today's Autistic Moment is helping you find the incredible strengths and tools that autistic adults have within us because of how wonderfully unique we are. Autistics have more potential than we are often recognized for. So keep listening and supporting the work of this podcast so that we can continue to discover and use those strengths and tools to advocate for ourselves. This first segment of today's Autistic Moment is sponsored by the Autism Society of Minnesota, Minnesota's first autism resource. The Autism Society of Minnesota has been serving Minnesota's autism community for the past 50 years. Visit them online at AUSM.org. Please go to todaysautisticmoment.com to the new podcast episodes page and or the episode index page to get updates, download shows, program scripts, and interview transcripts. Interview transcripts are sponsored by GT Independence. Also, please follow today's Autistic Moment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Be sure to become a member of today's Autistic Moment community group page on Facebook, where you can meet me, other listeners, exchange conversations, and find program updates, news about subscriptions and bonuses, upcoming shows, and take advantage of special offers. I am very pleased to announce that you can find updates about today's Autistic Moment on TikTok. There is only one video there, but there are more to come. So please follow today's Autistic Moment on TikTok. Well, here we are. The 24th and final episode of the first season of today's Autistic Moment in 2021. What a great first year we have had. In addition to producing 24 podcast installments, this show has been heard in 31 different countries, including the United States. I have been able to establish a network with other autistic adults and supportive individuals through my social media connections. The guests I have interviewed are in the United States, the United Kingdom, 
in Australia. The guests are some incredibly talented, courageous autistic adults and supportive individuals who are changing the false stigma that autistic people do not know how to do things to make changes in the world. There is an established website that includes adult autism resources links page because of you, our listeners, and terrific sponsors. Autistic adults have heard podcasts about topics that have been very helpful to so many people. All I can say is a huge thank you to everyone who has helped make this first year a successful one. On this episode, Tess Cronby is joining me to talk about internet safety. I have to say that as I have crossed into my 50s, I am amazed at how the world has changed. 35 to 40 years ago, if I had told the people I was living with at the time that we would one day have access to our bank accounts 24-7, personal contacts, make travel plans, have an electronic encyclopedia, get a college education all by the use of one common system, my parents and others would have asked me what planet I was planning to live on. When I was 10 to 20 years old, the only sources for news were newspapers and magazines that you needed subscriptions for, or you went to the local library to read, and the local network news stations on the radio or television. The only way to write a letter to someone was through the postal mail, and it could take days, maybe weeks, before it would get to where it was going. The internet has changed all of that and made life so much more convenient. Some autistics, like myself, find that the internet makes social connections easier in that you have more control over who you socialize with and who you don't. At the same time, the internet is full of hidden traps for autistics. The internet has enabled predators to learn more about us than we can ever learn about them. Web logos and names can be easily copied and pasted to make them look legitimate. Internet personal relations firms and social media have the ability to give advertisers the opportunity to find out where you have gone online and what you did or said once you were there. Autistic adults can use the internet safely. We just need some tips to do that. Tass Cronby are autistic members of the disability community with developmental, mental health, and physical disabilities. You could say that they are a trifecta or triad of disabilities. They are a DID-DID system, person of color, non-binary, and proud member of the LGBTQ community. With this unique combination of diversity, they advocate for inclusion, equal access to education, health care, and innate human rights motivate them to move past challenges in the effort to make the world accessible, inclusive, 
and fair for the next generation. Stay tuned after this first commercial break and I will begin my conversation with Task Crombie. As this is the final show for 2021, and following this show I will be on my holiday break until January 3rd, there will be no Autistic Community Bulletin Board. Instead, I want to dedicate the last few moments to my listeners, guests, exceptional sponsors, and the many people who have helped make this first season of today's Autistic Moment possible. Please stay tuned. Today's Autistic Moment can be downloaded and heard on Anchor FM, Apple, Google Play, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and TuneIn. Support for today's Autistic Moment comes from Best Care Home Care Agency. Best Care offers PCA choice, homemaking, and 245D services throughout the metro and greater Minnesota. Visit their website, bestcaremn.com, to learn more about their services. Support comes from Minnesota Independence College and Community, a life and career skills program for young adults with autism and learning differences. Help a young adult take a step towards their independence and a vibrant life. Learn more at micommunity.org. Welcome back. And now it is my privilege to introduce Tass Crombie as we discuss autistic adults and internet safety. Tass Crombie, thank you so much for being on this episode of today's Autistic Moment. It is truly a pleasure to have you. Um, and here we are. It's the holiday week. Um, and we're all, many are excited or sort of concerned about the holidays coming up. And we know that um, this is a really high time for the internet use. Um, 
many have been Christmas shopping over the internet. They've been preparing for whatever's coming. Uh, but, you know, even whether with holidays or no holidays, um, I wanted to have my last show in 2021 be about internet safety. Um, and so I want to begin with my first question. What important information do autistic adults and our caregivers need to know about in terms of internet safety? So thank you so much for having us today. We're excited to talk about this. And you know, it's really an important topic. And I think one of the biggest pieces about internet safety that people that are autistic and people that interact with people on the spectrum need to remember is that guidance and caution are the top two things that really go hand in hand with keeping yourself safe online. Yeah, so, so um, give us some tips about that. Give us some, some thoughts you have about how, how, how it is best to do that. So definitely with guidance, you know, for people that are autistic, uh, like ourselves, it can be challenging to understand boundaries, what's safe online, what isn't, uh, understanding people's intentions, which is really incredibly difficult to do over a keyboard and screen. And, and so that's really where the guidance comes in. It's uh, growing up, if you have a child on the spectrum, you have to teach them how to use the internet safely. Uh, and then as an adult, it really becomes a piece of self-advocating. So learning the places not to go online, learning the red flags if you are interacting with a person online and, and keeping notes of ways to keep yourself safe so you don't get into a potentially emotionally and physically damaging situations. Yeah. Let's give some examples of some of those uh, uh, for those who may, may or may not have experienced them. Uh, let's talk about some of those um, traps on the internet, especially for autistic adults. Definitely. Uh, I would say a big one is trolls. <laughs> trolls um, is, it's very difficult for even neurotypical people to deal with that. Uh, for example, uh, if you're on social media and you get a message from someone and it's just mean, uh, maybe it is insulting you because you're open about being autistic or it's saying something berating about uh, something you've posted. That's really a way of them baiting you into a conversation. And, and that is something that can be very emotionally taxing. And it really goes into cyberbullying very quickly and you can be harassed. Uh, and really the biggest thing with trolls is they want you to react. And once you give in to that reaction, it kind of down spirals from there. Um, another thing that's a big one with internet safety is links. So not clicking random pop-up links that come on your browser, or if someone that you don't know sends you an email uh, or sends you a direct message with a link, not clicking those, that is something that can 
lead your personal data to be compromised because that that's a way that people fish for information and at the same time it can compromise your device and nothing is worse than dealing with a computer virus at midnight because you clicked a link in an email that told you you can win a million dollars like it's really something um, that is dangerous to do uh, as far as going into those dark holes online, you know, a lot of times you might be on, uh, for example, let's say you're chatting with friends in a discord and someone says, oh, Google all these words together and make sure you like click the link. It's so funny. That's another thing that seems harmless, but really if you can't confirm the positive intentions of the people you're interacting with online, which you really can't all the time, unless you know them, uh, it can be a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, one tip that I would give is that if if you receive an email, because um, I get these all the time, an email that looks at, like it's from Amazon or um, or even an account that you actually have, and they give you a link to something, before you answer or even click on the link, tap on the email address it came from and if it's one of those really long email addresses that goes on and on with numbers and whatever whatever just just throw it in spam because mm -hmm. because that's all it is um the the fact remains that, that um anybody can can um you know copy the um the logo for Amazon or Walmart or Target or any place, put it in an email and send it to you and it looks legitimate. But the fact is, is that if you don't check the email address in there, you could be again, clicking on an email, clicking on a, a link that is, that is phishing you or seeking your personal information. Um, you know, um, those are those are particularly trapping uh, and that sort of thing the other thing let's let's talk about one of those really challenging pieces that especially during this time of the year is sales scams uh those are really really popular and you know um um i realize this will not apply to every autistic person but a lot of us tend to be very impulsive with some of these things. We just do it without thinking because it looks like it's something that's right up our alley. So let's talk just briefly about some of that, if we can. Yeah, definitely. Definitely relate to that. Um, sometimes Amazon can be your worst enemy, especially during sales. Um, but a lot of times, especially during the holidays, you're going to get a lot of, uh, like you said, sales scams. And those can be fake. Uh, things and they just want your your personal information. Um, it can be things that require you to input a credit card and you have to pay for something. Uh, the biggest thing that's an automatic red flag, if it looks too good to be true, it is. If there is an email that says, hey, you won uh, this prize, you entered this rally, please send us your name, phone number, and address, we can send you your prize. Um, that is 
something that is not legitimate because chances are if you haven't entered any types of raffles, um, they're not going to email you. And secondly, it's good to note that anything that you buy online, they already have the information they need because you've been making purchases. So if you receive an email asking for your personal details, that is automatically a red flag because they don't need your personal details if you're already buying things from them. So if you make purchases off eBay or um, a lot of times you can get spam with like fake eBay sales and things like that. Uh, and it really is about knowing where you buy things and making sure that you're not uh, trusting a random email just because it looks like a, a good deal. Uh, okay. And that, oh. oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, another thing too, uh, to, to have kind of like, be careful with, be careful with is when you're making purchases off of things like Venmo or PayPal, they will usually not email you anything that has sensitive information because you access all of that in your account. So if you've made a purchase and the next email that you get is asking for details off of your PayPal or Venmo, then that means you need to take steps to secure your information because you might've made a bad purchase with something that's not a legitimate company. After this next commercial break, I will continue my conversation with Task Cronby. Stay tuned. great if everything fell in place. Sometimes our lives need a little rearranging. One of the most challenging times is when we experience a major transition, such as job exploration, moving to a new place, or simply when you are defining your path in life. During these challenging times, individuals can feel like there's a great river between you and where you want to go. Looking Forward Life Coaching helps carve a path to the destination that's right for you. Then lay the stepping stones so you can accomplish your goals. Visit us at lookingforwardlc.org for more information. GT Independence is a national leader in financial management services for self-directed in-home and community-based long-term support. With self-direction, you have the right to live the life you choose, regardless of age or ability, in your own home or community. At GT Independence, our job is to help make self-direction easy. With self-direction, you make all the important choices, like who to hire, when to schedule support, how to manage your care, and even who to fire if things aren't working out. We take care of the administrative details, including Medicaid waivers, new employee paperwork, taxes, and paychecks. Founded in 2004, GT Independence is a disability-owned business that's proud to have assisted more than 25,000 people in receiving self-directed care from the safety of their own homes during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
by removing the increased risk of group living settings, self-directed care saved lives. To learn more about GT Independence and how to self-direct care in your state, visit www.gtindependence.com. Do you own a business or work for a nonprofit organization that supports autistic adults? Would you like your business or organization to have more visibility to the adult autistic community? Consider being a sponsor of today's autistic moment in 2022. Advertising spots are open for 30 to 35 second ads and or 60 to 65 second ads. You can also choose to have your business and or organization mentioned as, as sponsors at the end of each show. Rates are very reasonable. Please send an email to pklowe at todaysautisticmoment.com to receive a free, no obligation PowerPoint presentation about how you can sponsor ads on Today's Autistic Moment. Businesses and organizations that sponsor ads on this podcast must be working with and for the neurodiversity movement without seeking to, quote, treat or, quote, cure autistic people. Companies that support today's autistic moment do not support the myth that vaccines cause autism or the use of functioning labels. As with medication trial studies to, quote, treat autism are not acceptable. Companies and organizations must be inclusive of autistic adults regardless of age, race, language, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, expression, including binary and non-binary genders, religion or no religion at all, immigration status, marital status, and other disabilities. Please see the do's and don'ts page on todaysautisticmoment.com for more information. Thank you for listening to and supporting today's Autistic Moment. for autistic adults of all ages when it comes to the internet and we've been naming many many of them but let's also name uh, a few more um you know um getting an online chat from somebody you don't know um also um there is the other problem for um some autistic adults who may be unsuspecting, but there are sexual predators who are looking to groom somebody. Uh, there are autistic, there are people who know, who have read enough about autistic adults that they know how to trap them with some of the, their favorite um, 
you know, things. So let's, let's give a little information about that sort of thing, please. Definitely. You know, that is very true. Having the ability to go online can be a bad thing or a positive thing, depending on how well prepared you are. People that are on the spectrum are targeted by predators 100%. One of the things that can happen is if you are in, uh, like if you're in the gaming world and you hang out in Discord, or maybe you game on PC and you hang out in Steam or Xbox Live or PS5 if you're on console, and you play with a million different people around the world. And sometimes just someone knowing or finding out through these means of communication that you're autistic automatically puts a target on your head. And people that are looking to groom, like you're mentioning, uh, sexual predators, people that are looking to catfish. So that means pretending there's someone they're not in order to get something from you, which right. a lot of times that looks like money. They will ask you for money like, hey, I can't pay my rent this month. Can you help me? And a lot of autistic people, they might not know that's a red flag. Sometimes you just want to help people. Uh, growing up, that's as a child, constant helper. Someone's like, oh, will you help me with this? And, and you just don't ask questions. But being online, you really have to. And one of the rules that we go by when we're online is never assume positive intentions until it is proved. Right. And yeah. The the scam that is still alive, it's 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 it, and it's it's probably at this point in time well over 15 years old. Um it's laugh we laugh about it now, but sort of, but it's there's there are there are some people who will who will really um warm up, shall we say, to a person on say a dating app or something like that, and they'll really warm up to somebody and low, and just when uh, you think that you've trusted the right person, um, they'll ask you to help them uh, get out of uh, Nigeria because they're helping to build a road there, you know, uh, and you know they'll ask for money and um, if you send, I mean, money through Western Union or some sort of thing. They say they've got these checks for you to cash. There are people who have given them money. They've gone to cash the checks and are, they get this envelope with pieces of blank paper in them or even checks that are no good or whatever. So you really have to be very, very careful about that. Um, I work with um, uh, an independent living skills worker who's from Nigeria. And I just happened to joke with him and say, did they ever complete that road? And he said, not only have they not completed it, they never started building it in the first place. So it's one <laughs> of those things that, that um, you know, um, they, they really do, um, you know, they put themselves on, on dating apps, on, um, you know, maybe you have, maybe, I don't know if there is, but any chat apps where you might be around other autistic Oh, that sort of thing. They really do target these things to try to get uh, get people to really, you know, uh, to take basically advantage of our vulnerability, because most likely they know how susceptible we are 
to someone being almost too kind. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think that's a really good point of people being kind. Sometimes being autistic, it can feel very isolating depending on mm-hmm. how, like what kind, like what environment you're in. And sometimes it can be hard to have a lot of negative experiences socially and then you meet this one person and they're just seem so nice and accepting they want to know everything about you they want to talk to you all the time but that's really the first red flag because a lot of times especially like on things like dating apps people don't have positive intentions on there and it can very much quickly spiral from a enjoying conversation and feeling like you've made a friend into them taking advantage of you. Yes. Yep. I totally, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, I think one of those things that we could name is that, you know, we, we already said, if it, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is Mm -hmm. someone who is, and it's so sad to say that someone who is that understanding and accommodating um it's really wise to do either some you know further talking with this person um and and you know finding out just how real they are um and um if they're not that real you'll believe me you'll see it eventually um you know one of the things that i've learned to do with online connections is listen for some sense of consistency Mm -hmm. if they're being consistent and the message seems to be similar it's a fairly good indication that that person is genuine but you want to follow that for at least i'm going to say for some of us at least maybe a month or two maybe about that time and even still you want to be extremely careful but you know um follow it for a little while and if if the individual seems to talk differently every time you talk to them that's probably a good indication that that prop that person is probably not on your side um they're probably in the process of leading somebody on and um you know one one day in the in the future i plan to have an entire show about dating apps because it's a it's a huge trap for many autistics, unfortunately. Um, but you know, part of these barriers, as we say, is uh, you know many of them do their own reading and they do learn um, exactly how to um, engage with us in a way that will that we seem so, that will we feel like we can trust them almost too much. Or definitely too much. Exactly. I think a good thing um, that it's good to have a list. So, and what we mean by a list is things that are red flags when you're talking with someone. So like you were mentioning, taking a few months to like see how their story adds up. And another thing you can do is when they're talking to you, have they already, after a few days knowing you, asked you for your phone number? Have they already asked you for your address? Have they asked for photos, inappropriate or otherwise? That's everyone's personal decision. But what are they asking you for? And how quickly do they want that information? Um, Because that can be a major red flag that there's something 
not right with that person because really everyone should be equally as cautious as you are. So personal information like that really should not be interchanged when you've been talking to someone for three weeks. It, it really takes right. time to build trust on both sides. So if one side is asking for it, it's a, it's a red flag. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, and from here, we can definitely slip into what are the steps that autistic adults and our supporters need to take to advocate for our needs, how to self-advocate, advocate. And you've named one of those great ways is maybe to make a, a list of some of the things that um, you can you know, that are things you should be thinking of, things like, um, you know, maybe um, using kind and set boundaries. And sometimes, you know, if you're in a conversation with somebody you just met, open up that list and that list for yourself and kind of kind of think to yourself, is this person being consistent? Is this person asking for information soon? Um, you know, what kinds of information are they asking for? And, and basically spend some time really looking very carefully at all of that before making certain decisions. Exactly. It's really important. Another thing that is that you can do is when you have gone through that list and you've seen if there's any red flags, talk to someone you trust. Talk to someone that you trust, that you have known for a long time, that knows you, whether it's family or friends that you might have, and ask their opinion. Like, hey, what does this look like? How, how does this come across? Because sometimes red flags uh, might not be picked up as easily for someone that's autistic. And sometimes neuro, neurotypical people can say, whoa, well, that's bad. Like, whoa, that is not safe. And, and that can be something that helps. Uh, another thing too, to emphasize, a lot in society, they put a lot of focus on manners, being polite. And personally, as an autistic person, that has been something that is always challenging to know when should I be polite and when should I set a boundary? And so one of the things online that is our favorite thing, love the block button. Um, a very strong advocate for the block button because if you are feeling uncomfortable at any point in time, you do not owe someone online anything. Exactly. Them, yeah, it's it's not, it, you're not going to offend them, blocking them. It, it's your safety. And when <sighs> someone is online, you literally don't owe them anything whatsoever. And it's okay to block people. Yes. And, um, you know, on this one, let's talk a little bit about that on social media, um, because I see this going on on Facebook all the time. So and so unfriended me. And, you know, some and the thing is, it is OK to do that. Sometimes you have to do that to protect yourself. Um, I have actually had to do that with contacts that I may have trusted for a significant period of time, even sometimes over a year. And lo and behold, I discovered that that person is not trusting. A person may have been gaslighting me or misleading me. You have to do those things to protect yourself. Um, we autistic people, many of us, uh, we come with our own social 
um, warning buttons to some degree. And I think that we'll talk, here's a barrier in a self-advocacy matter. Um, because of our sensory and or um, our social our social challenges, um, we're almost told not to trust our senses about whether we feel bothered or threatened or, or, or harm, someone is harming us. I wanna turn that right around and say, you should listen to those. Absolutely, you should. And this is actually an autistic strength, not a weakness, that we sometimes know somebody is being um, who is mistreating us or or are or, or not doing well. So it is absolutely okay. And actually your prerogative in terms of protecting yourself to feel free to unfriend somebody, block somebody, say no. And um, sometimes I know what it's like. You block somebody one place, they found you another. Keep blocking them, blocking them, blocking them, reporting them, whatever. Um, but, you know, um, it is an autistic strength, not a weakness to know when someone doesn't have your best interest at heart. And so use that, use that, use that button, use that unfriend mechanism on Facebook or Twitter or, or LinkedIn or anywhere else. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It is follow your gut. If you feel uncomfortable about something, chances are there's a reason to feel uncomfortable. And one of the things too, as if you are having that happen where you block someone on social media, you block someone on your email, uh, and they are consistently creating new accounts in order to contact you, that is something to document over time and keep screenshots of those things because that is where that line between having a negative interaction with someone goes into the harassment and cyberbullying territory. And so for your yeah. protection later on, it's always good to keep screenshots of information if you are being harassed by someone online. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, we talked earlier about trolling. Trolling is just, it's bad. It's actually gotten worse. I interviewed um, uh, Jan Perkis, who gets it all the time. Lyric Holmans gets it all the time. I've gotten a few on my, on my Facebook page for today's autistic moment. And here's another, here's one of those things that actually uh, Tass here mentioned, but um Every now and then there's, there's a post that comes along to me that quite frankly is so absolutely nasty that it doesn't even deserve a reply. It you know, to, to, to actually answer that reply, whatever it was, is actually to give that someone or something a little more power over you than you need to give it, quite frankly. Um, I had somebody who left a really nasty comment on my today's autistic moment uh page and i saw it and i said that is not even worth worth a response reply nothing just just take out the comment block the person because it's just not worth it um the more you challenge something like that the worse it actually gets so yeah Go ahead. exactly and, yeah and and 
also too, remembering like like you have experienced it, people will leave comments to intentionally try to aggravate you, intentionally try to hurt your feelings, intentionally try to elicit right. some sort of negative comment back. So like for us, the one thing that we always do is we stop and breathe. So if we see a comment that has clearly is meant as a way to upset us, we count five before we do anything. We remove our hands from our phone and we count to five so that we have time to process if it's something that should just be automatically deleted or if it needs some sort of reply clarification for the other audience. Um, but usually it it ends the same way as you were saying with yours, uh, just delete, block, and, yeah. and move on. Yeah, I wanna kind of give a special point here um, because there are politically active groups right now that are specifically targeting the COVID-19 vaccines. Um, they are really making an effort. And quite frankly, there is an organized group outside of the USA that has made it their business to target that particular topic. So they are, they are you know, if you're seeing something about, um, about the vaccines, you know, about the vaccines not being healthy or good or dangerous, it most likely is coming from a troll activist group that just wants to frighten people about the vaccines. Um, there is There are trolls out there that are still trying to troll about autism being caused by vaccines. I've had a couple of those pop up and no, they are not true. No, it is not true, but they are going to come up. They are going to say things and uh, write things. And so you need to be very careful because there are people who are organizing specifically to gain some kind of political advantage here. Um, and let's 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 also mention here that unfortunately the political climates that we are in um, have made a lot of trolling an acceptable pastime. Um, and you know, again, it's so easy for uh, many autistics to be too trusting and just or just totally react to that sort of thing. Um, you know, and we talked about some self-advocacy ideas. Uh, we talked about, you know, making a list and, all, you know, putting those things together. Um, one of those very important pieces of self-advocacy on the internet um, is to also know your own weaknesses, be aware of what your own weaknesses are. Um, and basically, um, just be aware that there are people who are ready to take advantage of that at any time. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the internet people they they um, they know our strengths, our strengths and weaknesses. Sometimes, sadly, better than we do. Um, but you know, um, yeah. And the other thing that I want to say is, and this has been a, a, a great concern for many years. Um, since the internet has become so available, useful, easy to easy, easy to navigate and everything. Um, and this has especially become a concern about Facebook. Um, a lot of these uh, websites and programs are designed to collect information about you so that they will know these are the things that you've stood for, you've bought, 
and therefore they will make attempts to lure you in with either the opposite point of view or they will you know um you know through the many through the years since the internet has been made available there there were and still are pr companies that have put it in their um you know who make it their business to collect these pieces of information and one of the largest concerns about facebook is facebook basically does all that work for them for at no cost to anybody so you know let's finish and say some things about things like that um go ahead yeah that's actually a really good thing to bring up um yeah the algorithms and everything that you use online it saves your preferences it saves things that you look at a lot um for example we're always looking at anime so we could be reading a random article on google and then it's gonna pop up <laughs> all of these ads for different types of like apps to download and things to buy uh and in in algorithms for preferences they're not always a bad thing but where it becomes problematic as an autistic person is having the boundaries and self-awareness to not just get sucked into everything you see um, it can be exciting to see these different types of links or recommendations of go here go here um, but it's also important to keep your information safe uh, one of the things with the algorithms that track information, um, you can, and I don't know on Facebook, I honestly can admit, never had a Facebook, never want to have a Facebook, um, but on things like with Google, and you can turn off the third-party tracking, um, and, and there are ways to do that on different platforms to where they're not selling your information to companies, um, but then again, it's also about just being cautious about what you put out there online and just remembering that once it's online, it's on there forever. It never goes away. You could have posted it 15 years ago it, and it's remembered by the internet. So just always being careful how much of yourself you put on the internet. Be sure to stay around after this last commercial break for the conclusion of my talk with Tass Cronby. And then I want to give a very special tribute to everybody who has helped make this first season of Today's Autistic Moment possible. Please stay tuned. Leah from Mad Header Wellness, I would like to talk with you about boundaries for a moment. A boundary is a line that people cannot cross. A boundary can be a physical line, like you don't want someone to touch you, or it could be an emotional boundary. You might not be ready to talk about something. People cannot cross your boundary without your permission. You cannot cross another person's boundary without their permission. An example of a physical boundary is only hugging people who want to be hugged. 
an, an example of an emotional boundary is that you get to decide how much you share about yourself with others. Boundaries can change with different people or in different places. They can change with your mood. Respecting your own boundaries and other people's boundaries is an important piece of healthy relationships. On January 10th, the premiere of Season 2 will be the Medical and Social Models of Autism with my guest, Dr. Scott Frassard. In the medical model, autism is a neurological developmental disorder. In order to receive disability benefits, support services, and social supports, autistics are known by a medical pathology, a pathology that makes us second-class citizens. In the social model, we have the movement for neurodiversity. Autistics and other individuals with conditions like ADHD are capturing our diversity as neurodivergence to work towards a society of equality and equity. Dr. Scott Frassard will talk with me about why the medical and social models are important and how the neurodiversity movement is helping autistics reach for our full potential in life. On January 17th, I will be joined by Aaron Brandel Dykeisen, who is a licensed social worker who specializes in helping autistics to deal with chronic pain management. Autistic people have very different responses to pain in large part due to our sensory processing disorders. Some autistic adults may be hyposensitive to pain in that they do not know how much pain they are actually in. Other autistic adults who are hypersensitive have pain that is so intense that managing day-to-day -day activities is almost impossible. There are many autistic adults who live with chronic pain due to conditions like fibromyalgia, arthritis, physical injuries, and of course, trauma. Erin will join me to talk about how autistic adults can manage their pain in ways that work for them. Tass Cronby will be returning to today's Autistic Moment in February to talk about two important topics, eating disorders and trauma. For more information about what Tass Cronby does, go to TassThoughts.com. That's T-A-S-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S dot com. Visit todaysautisticmoment.com for program updates, future shows, and check out the Adult Autism Resources Links page. Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment.
actually one of the little things that I tend to do once in a while, that's not a half bad idea, is to <clears throat> open up a search engine, um, Google, whichever one you choose, type your own name into the, into the search and see if you can find the various places where your name appears. Mm -hmm. That will tell you something about how, how, how much information about you is out there. Oh, 100%. You know? That always Google yourself. And uh, on the line with the safety, Google the people you meet online as well, because that will pull up a lot of things. Um, even if you only have a username for this person, there are different places where people will discuss um, harassment and negative interactions they've had with users. So sometimes you can actually not only find out if you're keeping your own information safe, you can find out if the people you're talking to have a negative presence on the internet yeah yeah absolutely yeah well as we wrap this up um i want to highlight that an article that we found um that that we've been using to help prepare us for this i'm going to make it available on my my adult autism resources links page it is by WizCase, and it is a helpful online safety guide for people with autistic spectrum disorders. Um, and once again, I will uh, put that into the links on um, my <clears throat> autistic adult, I'm sorry, adult autism resources links page. So you, any of my listeners can find it, click on it and read about it and get some really helpful information in there. Uh, Tess, this has been a really great conversation. And before I wrap this up, I want to say that Tess is coming back in February to do two uh, shows with me. One will be about eating disorders and the other one will be about trauma. And um, I know that I've got some listeners out there who have experiences with eating disorders and we want to let you know you're not alone on those things. And we want to give you some helpful thoughts about those things. So Tess, thank you so much for coming on today. It was great. Thank you so much for having. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. In August of 2020, the year when COVID-19 had turned the world upside down on its head, I was attending a virtual meeting with my counselor at the Minnesota Vocational Rehabilitation Services. We discussed how I would use my passion for autistic adults in a way that could make a difference and be an ideal small business opportunity. At one point, Ed mentioned the word podcast. The word stayed with me and would not let me go. I had a lot of input from various people who encouraged me to go for it. I had some great people who helped me put my thoughts together and create a podcast for autistic adults. In January of this year, 2021, today's autistic moment was launched. I am so very glad that it happened. I am so happy that even with a slow start, the podcast has come through its first year and will definitely have a second. The podcast will just keep getting better and better. I would like to say a huge thank you to all of my guests for my first year. 
Zephyr James, Sue Swenson, Dr. Teresa Regan, Robin DeCourcy, Eric Ringenberg, Ellie Wilson, Sarah Swan, Dan DJ Carmichael, Samuel J. Levine, Heidi, Luke, and Benjamin, Enzi Tanner, Andrew Camoro, Nicola Whiting, Lyric Holmans, Leah Bauman-Smith, Ian Perkis, George Williams, David Gray Hammond, Tass Cronby. I want to say a huge thank you to my generous and amazing sponsors, the Autism Society of Minnesota, Best Care MN, Minnesota Independence College and Community, Looking Forward LC, GT Independence, Mad Hatter Wellness. I also wish to say thank you to Dr. Scott Frassard, Rosemarie Carrero, Robert Carlson, Dr. Ian Hale, Lucem Clark, and Louise Stone for being the panelists on my first, and certainly not my last, Autistic Voices Roundtable discussion. Special thanks goes to Liz, Ed, Josh, and Justina at the Minnesota Vocational Rehabilitation Services who helped me get started. I want to express an additional thank you to Eric Ringenberg, who in addition to being a great guest earlier this year, is also my supervisor at the Autism Society of Minnesota. Eric meets with me once a month to check in and see how things are going and gives me a lot of encouragement and ideas. Thank you so much, Eric. I want to say a big thank you to Ryan, my former arms worker, who gave me a lot of input to help me create today's autistic moment. I want to say a special thank you to Alicia Waters and the folks at the Minnesota Humanities Center for the lab grant that helped with advertising, including the website. I want to say a special thank you to the National Podcast Association that has helped me promote this, the podcast through their social media networks and their many members who have reached out to me over the first year. Lastly, I want to say thank you to all of my listeners and supporters in the adult autistic community and those who support and advocate with us. You are truly an inspiration to me. Without you, there would be no podcast. Finally, I want to say thank you to my amazing husband, Jason, who has loved and supported me over these past 12 years and continues to do so. I wish all of you a joyful holiday season and a very happy new year in 2022. The business office for today's Autistic Moment will be closed for the holidays beginning Wednesday, December 22nd through Sunday, January 2nd. 
You can still send emails to PKLOWE at todaysautisticmoment.com, but they will be answered on or after January 3rd. Thank you for listening to Today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. I hope you have an autistically amazing day.